Mmm! Brought to you this episode is by generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So, want to give a big thank you we do to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Fatlingor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Mm, thank you again for helping us put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, onto the show we go. Mm. Gentlemen, welcome back to another Rock'em Sock'em episode of Inspiration Point. In this corner weighing in at 193.2 pounds is Andrew. And over in the other corner, weighing in at only a slightly bit more, is... No, nothing. Uh, d- no, 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 say the name. Go, go ahead and say it. Is Mr. Adam Power. Hello there. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello. See you. Oh. Let's get ready to talk reasonably about RPG. So you did your Star Wars intro, so I wanted to do mine, right? So oh. I was waiting for you to say, "Here's Adam," and it was. Then I said, "Hello there," and that's it. Uh get it? I. I don't. What is? What? Is what? Are you kidding me? You don't get? Okay, it, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. I haven't watched Obi-Wan yet. No, no, it's from the prequels. He's like, he's like, General Kenobi, it's General Grievous, right? And then he says, hello there, in re- in reply. I I am not that up on Star Dude, Wars. Dude, it's like remember. a f- super famous Star Wars meme. It's more famous than the actual prequels. It's it fine. is? Yes, it That's is. That's a thing? Yes, Andrew, it's a thing. Oh, oh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you with me not knowing how Obi-Wan Kenobi says hello there one time. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. Can you imagine if I had been like, who are you impersonating in the beginning? You would have been flabbergasted. You would have been like, "Who, who do you think you are not knowing who Yoda is? Yes. Yes, because because what I did and you saying hello there in a <laughs> that's it's a little different. But it's a meme. It's fine, Andrew. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You, you um, were like neck deep in meme stuff. Yes, I don't know no true. meme stuff. I'm not the meme dude. Yeah, you you don't have a Facebook, you don't have you don't go on Reddit ever. You don't um 
You don't have TikTok? You don't do TikTok? I actually don't do much. Like, I've I've seen plenty of TikToks, but I don't have it, and I don't use it. I see. Like, I see. And I'm, I bet I your wife honestly, uses it, though. She's the one that's on it. The ones that you see are the ones she shows you, right? Yeah. And even then, I think she's showing me TikToks that were moved over to Instagram, which I also uh, don't use very much. And... What's more, I've I've actually unintentionally kind of cut way back on using Facebook even. Oh, to, I see. Like, I've, I've just I've been so freaking busy recently that social media has been the last. Thing so y- you have it here, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get a meme that Andrew's probably seen, I guess stick with minions. <laughs> minions. Oh, my God. <laughs> You don't even know how I roasted you just now. Oh, my God. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, bless your heart. Bless your tall, skinny heart. I know. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Bless you. All right. So let's move on from that. How are you? How is your week? Otherwise, my my week's been good. You know, I in fact, um, you know, for for anyone who listened to the last episode, you know how it was kind of a a, a bit of a wandering journey. And um, in in the in the intervening time, um, actually, it, f- for quite a while, I've been intending to learn the Fate uh, RPG. And I know you uh, you and I both picked up the book at the same time. Yep. Um, and it's been sitting on my shelf for a while and with this kind of feeling of wanting to, you know, kind of just experience something new and stuff. I was like, you know what, I'm going to pull that off the shelf and start reading it, like really looking into it. And I also um, was watching some YouTube uh, overviews of the system and uh, things like that. And I, I, I actually did find that I think part of what I may have been trying to verbalize or what I may have been looking for that I was trying to talk about last time that I that I wasn't able to really verbalize well was actually something that I learned this week that fate does. Um mm-hmm. Last time Nate was on the show, he talked to us about the the kind of three phase step that happens in character creation during fate, where basically everybody kind of comes up with uh, one adventure that their character did had in like the somewhat recent past. And you, you write down like a sentence or two, just generally stating what it is. And then right. you pass those like on an index card or something. You pass them to one other person at the table and they write down how their character was involved as like kind of a minor character in in your character's story, whether they helped with it or um, or. Uh, made it more complicated or both. Um, and then you basically do that one more time, but with the other person. Um, so you have this kind of collaborative experience just straight up during character creation, very, very similar to 
kind of how everybody everybody might get together for a session zero for a D&D game if we were all making characters together. Um, well, Fate also uh, has, has you do kind of a, uh, at least a vaguely similar um, thing for the actual creation of the campaign and the story where coming up with the idea for the story and the campaign and what everything's going to be about is a group thing instead of just the GM going off on their own, coming up with something, bringing it to the table and going, this is what we're going to do, you know, like it or take a hike. Instead, the, the general setup of everything, basically session zero is coming up with the with the setting and the general circumstances of the story and then basically once you've kind of hashed that out you go on to creating the pcs and then throughout that process of creating the pcs while you're figuring out their kind of uh little backstory details and stuff it encourages you while you're going through those conversations you're basically, you know, going back and forth with everyone else at the table, like, oh, it'd be really cool if your character did this, or what do you guys think of this idea, blah, 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 blah. You might come up with other ideas like, you know, oh, I really want my character to be able to use magic. Well, maybe we haven't actually determined, maybe no one said anything about magic already, so maybe you quick go back to the setting details that you've written down and tweak things or add little things in and stuff. And it becomes this, this group uh, project that the GM will then run in, but everyone has had input in coming up with the idea of what we're all going to try to do. And I thought that that sounded it, it felt like it hit all the right buttons in in me where, uh, you know, when I was reading about it, I was like, man, that that sounds like a lot of fun. Just, you know, having having it be collaborative from the get go. I thought that was that was really cool. And it didn't go so far as to, you know, the the kind of craziness I seemed to be throwing out there of, you know, let's just have it all trying to come out literally during play. Um, it, it was, it was a cool thing to read after having had the conversation we had last time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think so. that that sounds like a lot of fun and certainly something worth trying, you know, maybe with patrons or something. Um, yeah, maybe th that could be a really good time to, for everyone to get, you know, a taste of, uh, not only uh, fate, but that uh, the Andrew style of fate, you know, how it, how it is interpreted by you. And yeah, uh, and it seems like a fun activity, although, man, it makes me, you know, you talk about your index cards and stuff. You know, I know it's just not going to be quite the same, you know, digitally, you know, because oh, it would be so much more fun to be sitting around having, you know, a drink and 
literally passing the cards around and looking at each other's faces. I'm convinced that like a lot of the problems that that uh, have cropped up during some of the online play probably could have been prevented just by the virtue of being present in a room with someone. I mean, I guess I don't know for sure, but I think uh, anyway, I th- that's my long way of saying, boy, playing in person is fun. Dude, I <laughs> I have been I've been. I've felt my my brain kind of going to that place a couple times uh, much more recently where it's like it does sound like it would be a lot of fun to to have in person be to to have digital be the exception to the rule. Right. Yeah. It's just it's so hard. I think at our age Uh, more even more than anything else. I think it's just the fact that we're we're older and we have all these obligations, you know, there's no reason why a group of high schoolers barring, you know, a pandemic shouldn't be able to get together and make that happen. Right. Or college students for that matter. Oh, like, like we did. And, and, you know, and in a lot of ways you and I often reminisce on that as like the good old days. Right. Well, because of, because it was because <laughs> it because no matter really how many was. wonderful bells w- and whistles there are, and there are certainly are a lot, um, there is nothing quite like being present with human beings. You know, that's something right. you might say is hardwired into our minds. Um, yeah. So Although, it is nice when we can do it. And I certainly get the chance every now and then with the various uh, things I'm involved with. Oh, and I yeah. almost always find the feeling to be a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to say something as simplistic as better, but I do, but I will More say fulfilling. I will say it feels warmer. It feels, yeah. uh, homier, right? Like I'm a you, fan of warmth and hominess. Yes, absolutely. Sure. We, I would say the, 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 I will go out on a limb and say that part of our brand is it, we enjoy warm and, and home. And, and, uh, and comfort, comfortability, you know, there's, uh, even as you sort of make the transition into a semi-professional or fully professional GM, you know, as some of us are, um, it's, you know, we, we can't forget about the idea that, you know, we're sitting around kind of eating Cheez-Its and eating Mountain or eating Mountain Dew. Eating we're, Mountain Dew. We're, you know Mountain what? I'm going to stick with mm. it. We're eating Mountain Dew cubes. We're eating uh, Jello shots of Mountain Dew for caffeine and sugar intake. That oh, is. God. Can you imagine? That sounds like the most disgusting, just loads. I'm going to make a character do that now. If I ever do something futuristic or uh, modern. It's going to be Mountain you, Dew Jello you run shots. Run into this guy who is eating Mountain Dew. His Wait name will be Kyle. Eating Mountain Dew easily. Yes, I did say eating Mountain Dew. That oh, absolutely was intentional. Um, Gross, but intentional. Yeah, I don't not want one. Um, <laughs> they, you know, it, I, this should be located near the like the park by the uh, the power plant, right? Just to make it. <laughs> A little bit more. He questionable. says it's Mountain Dew. I don't know. <laughs> you, you can you can hear that buzz from the power lines through his walls. <laughs> honey, honey, you're absolutely glowing. Oh, why? Thank you. No, no, no. You're glowing. 
we I all mean, are. I mean, and I can see you in the dark on for a while. <laughs> I can't, I can't shut um, you off. Um, you know, that, that also makes me, uh, makes me think like I've, I've had this, uh, this kind of impulse before and it, it worked to some, to some degree, but some people, you know, weren't quite on board with what, it what or what impulse wanting to basically, I hate to say mandatory, but make it strongly encouraged to, to use, to at least use a webcam while playing online. So we can see each other's mm. faces, you know, because right. I think being able to see expressions and things like that, um, can really can really help a lot and especially with something uh at least like fate where um i think at least for me i would probably prefer to do it uh if not completely then uh then maybe a majority doing just theater of the mind where where you don't need to look at a map or anything. Maybe you look at your character sheet and a few post-its, but you know, you can allow a large portion of your screen real estate to just be the people you're playing with. That sure. That so, it sounds nice to me. Yeah. I mean, then this actually the, the bright side of that would be you can have discord or zoom or whatever it is that you're using uh, just be the entire platform. If, if you don't yep. care about a, a virtual tabletop, then you don't need to use uh, the roll 20 bandwidth. Cause the, the right. difficulty is when you're trying to use both something like roll 20 and discord at the same time. Yeah. And like, if, if you live in a good area and your stuff's all top in the line, you're, you're fine. But if, uh, if someone yeah. has less than ideal, uh, situation, then, you know, it's too much for their computer. Then you have to dial everything back. And so yeah. this, this would at least cut half of that, that trial out. And yeah, I know roll 20 has its own built in speaker. Literally nobody uses it. I don't even know why it's still there. So just take it away. Just get rid of it. Work on other things. Um, Actually, so anyway. I would be, I, you know, listeners, I, I would be very interested to hear, whether you actually do use the built-in uh, voice and and video, because I I know of at least some people who who have used it. I don't know how regularly they they use it, but um, I've I've seen like a few uh, screenshots that folks took within like you know the past couple months of a game or two here or there where where they were totally using it. I was like, Oh dang, I forgot that was even there. So, you know, maybe it's just us. Now nah, nobody uses know. it. <laughs> Listen, anyway, we're even recording this show on discord. Literally everybody uses discord. Um, mm. so no, but you, I don't know. What, what do I know? How Speaking things of things been for you? Uh, well, things are going fine. Uh, I finished Elden ring for the third time. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, it's I'm so behind. It's been fun. I've been enjoying the new TFT set. Um, I've had my in-laws over. I actually get along with them really well, so that's been um, a, a fun time. You know, watching TV nice. and 
and talking and sharing and stuff. We have some shared experiences that uh, we can go through. And oh, and of course, uh, let me not forget the most important thing that's happened this week uh, or the since last time we spoke. <clears throat> I, I have added a new uh, member of our family to our family. Uh, uh, congratulations. We, we, we went and got a cat. I am a cat owner. Kitty. My, you know, my family is so much like just dog people. We're all so like, we're dog people straight Uh up. My dad was like upset, right? Like he like was not happy. He was like, why didn't you get a dog? And I, and I was like, it's a good question. Your dad maybe is just, (laughs) uh, maybe his spirit animal is just Buzz Killington. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i mean he he'll come around you're a good man but uh <laughs> y- you know you gotta work on you gotta work on your secret ingredient a little but. bit a little bit um he yeah no it well then i was like well dad it's like triple to quadruple the cost and then he was yeah. like oh that's a is it really is i was like yeah well, I mean, you gotta you gotta remember he grew up on a farm, so for them, like going oh. and getting a dog was is not the series of trials that that it is now, right? That's true, but so, cats cats on a farm are like that's totally a thing. Oh, one hundred percent. They just didn't have any. Like, um, the Listen dogs out. did all the. I guess I didn't do too much like indoor mousing, which is weird. Maybe they were allergic to cats too. I mean, that maybe I inherited it, um, but they definitely had mice. Um, having cats around would have been certainly useful. For uh, sure. I got one to make the members of my family happy, particularly the whammons. Um But did you wind up making yourself happy? I did. I did. Ah, I think, I think yeah, Tiana posted the meme of like, um, you know, Drist and Guinevar. <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> it's like dad with the pet, you know, um, and it's dad gets it, pet for family. <laughs> and then it's like, dad let's with go, pet. cat. <laughs> well, especially since they took a, a couple of days off, they went to like a wedding in Utah and I stayed here. And so it was just me and the cat. And we just like, <laughs> he just sat on my gut. Oh, just while I played Elden Ring, you know, and it was great. And then he started getting too chummy and he was like crawling around my head and stuff. (laughs) And I was like, all right, we got to set some boundaries. Um, But no, it was really (laughs) cool. And, you know, he's he's already figuring out like, oh, I supposed to go in the litter box and not on the floor like they he picked that up real fast. I'm like, wow, I wish my kids could have picked that up. It's freaking amazing. Like, did <laughs> did he have did he have any accidents at all? Yeah, if he had, you know, like the first day or two, and then he Dude. was then he was fine, right? And so we just we set him up in our bathroom where the tile yep. is, and we just put the box down there, and you know, um, when he'd miss, we we clean it up. Um, sometimes I would put it in the litter box to kind of help little illustrate for him. And then he's like, oh, oh, okay. So, and then he just, yeah, and, and we haven't had a problem really since. Um, they're they're amazing. I I remember uh, when when we brought buttons home, God, ten years ago now. We've he's never had an accident really ever, 
from wow. from day one like we just brought him home i put him directly in it so he knew where it was and he climbed out of it and from that point he's always known right where it was and it, it was it's freaking incredible like it 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 seems like magic to me how fast they can figure it out yeah i was really surprised i was like huh i am amazing with animals <laughs> <laughs> oh meanwhile it took me like forever to get my own children to use the toilet um yeah like way too long frankly anyway you know (laughs) though your your cat will never uh potentially get themselves a high-paying career that uh could buy you a new house and a car true although with the internet you know (laughs) that that's true um that's true so I am slightly allergic to cats, um, but it's it, it seems like it's gone down since I was a kid or maybe it's just this particular type of cat. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I only really kind of get bothered if he's near my face for an extended period of time, which right. doesn't really happen. Just when when we were first looking at him, I was like, well, if I am going to get this cat, I need to know how my reaction is going to be. Right. So I put my face like, like I straight up Joe Biden, this cat, you know, I just like, Who's <laughs> a good boy? Who's and I was just like, boy? you know, um, and, <laughs> just uh, try to just do a I'm sure he was cat. really uncomfortable, you know? And so he, he then like, so anyway, yeah. I didn't have that big of a reaction. So I just take a Zyrtec and I'm, I'm good to go. Boom. Um, there you go, man. Yeah, Adapt not too bad. and survive. So now my ultimate plan will come to fruition, uh, which is me finally fulfilling my not quite lifelong, but mostly life dream of getting a Corgi. That is the end game. Oh, man. Ever since I saw Cowboy Bebop, the anime, obviously, um, I need Ayn in my life. I need one. And so... um, I'm not a big fan of like the Royal family and all that stuff. Although I find some of it fascinating, but when she brings those dogs out, I'm like, Hmm, that is living. That is living. That's living. You know, their little stumpy legs. I love them, man. They're like little fat bread foxes, (laughs) you know, they're just funny. Fantastic. You know, Uh, you little low. You guys can't see this right now, but I'm actually wearing a shirt. Of a three a three headed corgi, it's a Cerberus corgi. Oh, I remember that shirt. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, pretty I like great. that one. It is um, pretty great. You know what else is great? <laughs> when you come Jeez. up with a topic. Oh, cheese oh. is also great. But I'm from Wisconsin, so that's like in my veins, baby. Yeah, we grate cheese all the time. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. And on the nerves of our listeners. And so, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Topic time. So this is, this is not going to be a good segue at all. So let's just go for it. Um, oh. I, today's topic is cults. <laughs> all right. All right. So the reason, uh, well, there's many reasons I want to talk about cults actually, but speaking uh, of cat people, 
Let's talk about the Colts. That's right. That's yeah. right. There we go. Colts. So, well, I mean, I guess I could say, you know, the Egyptians thought cats were cool and that's kind of culty. Um, so nah, cat people the, are crazy. And so we are them. I do want to give um, kind of a trigger warning here in a way uh, because uh Cults are real things and they really uh, affect people and they can affect all kinds of people. And you probably know somebody or are somebody who's affected by a cult. And Mm. having said that, they're often a, uh, you know, something we use as a device in fiction, um, particularly in games. Uh, The very first module that is released for fifth edition is Horde of the Dragon Queen. Um, which features the cult of Tiamat. Um, The Dungeon Master's Guide for 5th edition, uh, when you roll up that first dungeon adventure, if you land on cult, you then have to go to the sub-menu of uh, different types and what they're interested in. Mm. Um, So, what is a cult? cult dating profile. Yeah, kind of. Long walks on the beach, world domination, you know. So the, the typical things for for our purposes, you know, um, this is not necessarily a deep dive into what caused Jonestown. Right. Like, that's not really where I want to go. Um, I want to talk about how can I make a cult in fiction that is uh, believable and has, you know, some of the I don't want to say hallmarks, but I guess hallmarks. Uh, features that that we would expect um maybe maybe commonalities sure sure no um so a lot of i've i've actually researched a lot into cults um because i'm also very interested in religion and i'm very interested or at least i have been interested in politics and i Mm. these are things we don't really talk about on this show but i do want to say i have some experience here that I can draw on. Um, this isn't my first time talking about it. Um, and where I'm getting uh, a lot of the real world information for how to, how to sort of recognize and uh, categorize a cult comes from Stephen Hassan's bite model. Um, bite uh, being an acronym uh, for a behavior information, thought and emotion. Uh, which are all the things that cults control. And so, just so everybody else knows, a lot of this stuff, at least uh, what Adam has done in terms of uh, deep dive and things like that, will probably be at least almost as new to me as it is to you, dear listener. So uh, yes, uh, that, that's kind of where uh, where I'm coming into this. I, I know a bit, uh, well, I know a f- a very significant amount of Adam's own background and experiences. But as far as like the research and things that he's done, uh, that is all pretty much news to me. Yes. So um, I won't get too much into my own life here and I won't get too much. Again, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. What we want to do is make bad guys that we can fight. Right. Right. Or create, you know, sort of background situations. Some of your, if you, you could create a cult that's more benign, right? They, they sort of exist. 
Sure. Um, a lot of the, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the, uh, the polytheistic religions of old um, mm. had cults associated with them. So uh, in short, a cult is basically a bad religion. Okay. Mm. Uh, that is a very, very simplistic way of putting it. Um, and it sounds, it could sound like I'm trying to put religion in a bad light. That's not my goal here. A lot of entities, a lot of organizations can behave cult like, uh, including uh, political um, associations, uh, even corporations can take on a very cult like mentality. Um, you saw that show recently um, about the CEO lady uh, that from Theranos. You saw that, yes. right? Yes. Definitely a lot of cult like behavior happening yeah. there. Um, so, you know, these are, these are things where we can see any sort of organization sort of become corrupt and we can look at the bite model and go, is my workplace becoming a cult? Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Elizabeth Holmes was freaking scary. At the end. Well, yeah. And, and the guy that she was working with, what's his name? Um, oh, anyway, you should watch the show, the dropout on, uh, yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Um, uh, Drop the dropout was on Hulu, I, I I believe. Oh well, you could double check that one. Um, but either way, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I have a cult in my games. Um, I've employed cults a few times. It has been unfortunately very successful. <laughs> <laughs> It's but like I, on the one hand, good job, me. But on the other hand, oh no. How um, now? Here's an interesting question. In when you say it's been very successful, how are you defining successful? Well, in our case, it essentially won. So that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it succeeded. Despite the fact that the vast majority of its membership perished, right? Like the goals in, in essentially exceeded or, or succeeded, I should say. Um, because unfortunately, I, I kind of know a lot about this. And sure. um, so it was easy to kind of um, at least get one of you uh, on board. Mm. <laughs> Mm, indeed. Mm, and there will indeed. be consequences. There will be. Um, I have thought of how everything is in that campaign is going to end and it's going to be rough. So uh, buckle great. up, kids. God dang. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Stephen Hassan, while he was in college, you know, uh, was approached by a couple of really cool young pretty looking ladies who uh, took him to a, to a meeting, a get together, a hangout session to, to hear a lecture. And then in college, I think those are called mixers, mixer, right? Mixer. Yeah. Mix it up. And one thing led to another thing, which led to another thing, which led to another thing. And then the next thing you knew, he was fully indoctrinated into the uh, moon, the church. I forget what the official name of it is, but anyway, the, the followers are called Moonies. Um, mm. 
later on because of a intervention uh, done by his father, actually, and his, and his family going in on it, um, he is then rescued from it, essentially. And he's able to sort of come back to, to reality as most of us experience it. And, uh, he then dedicates a lot of his time and life to combating cult mind control. So, Mm. so that is where some of this information comes from. So let's get into the bite model and how we can apply it to fiction. Um, how do we make these things? And I guess there, there is a sort of sideways usefulness of, Hey, here's what to watch out for. And you know, when oh, you get totally, when you go to a mixer, right? Whatever it is, what, what not to do. Don't, don't mix with the wrong people. Um, you know, based on a comment that was made when I was pitching this to our, to our, um, patrons, like, Hey, do you guys want to get an episode about cults? Um, there was some interest, but people were, yes! one person was like, well, they're going to target people who are like desperate, you know, or mm. or whatever. And it's like, well, actually, no, no. A lot of well-to-do, put-together people um, join these things. They are susceptible. Um, and that's the first thing I would say is make whoever is a member a surprise. Mm. Um, you know, it's oh, not wow. going to be. They're a member. Wow. They're, mm. they're in it. The sweet old pie baking lady, whatever it is. Um, white. No, right. The, the, the drifter with the long beard who, who smells bad. You're like, Oh, well he's in it. Obviously he probably isn't in it because they don't want him. Frankly, you want people that, that would make decent advertisement, right? Absolutely. You also want people that are in positions of power Mm -hmm. so that they can enact your will. Right. You can influence politics. You can influence power. So so tip number one, the fictional cultist in your game, uh, make sure at least some of them are affluent Um, because, yes, Mm. and let them let it be maybe a big reveal, a surprise, a twist. Um, So. Uh, the bite model starts with behavior control B for behavior. Mm. So how can we tell this now you and I have been watching the boys, right? And, uh, they've been doing their third season. Well, during the second season, uh, one of the characters known as the deep joins a cult. And, uh, what's the phrase they would always use? Do you remember? Do you want a fresca? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Do you want a fresca? Um, and they would literally offer people a fresca, right? And then you, later on, you would see them at their parties and get-togethers, and everybody there is drinking fresca, right? Mm-hmm. So part of behavior control is creating sort of stuff everyone does. So what we do is re-regulate individual, a, a person's reality, their physical reality. So this mm-hmm. can... Uh, decide who you get to associate with or where you live or where you get to hang out. Um, controlling clothing and hairstyle oh. is big. Okay. Mm. So that's something that you can easily borrow. Like sometimes we like to go straight to the robes, but it could be something more innocuous, like um, like color selection or having a tattoo or a talisman. Mm. Um it could be um, simply abstaining from certain like, oh, they, none of them wear jewelry. I didn't notice that right away. 
you know, in in uh, in some ways, you could even look at uh, like gangs. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Pretty much yeah. do the same thing. You you know you wear these colors. Don't wear these colors. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, just being able to look at one another and uh, be able to easily identify who's in and who's out just at a glance. That's got to be a huge thing. Absolutely. Well, then there's also signs and movements yeah. and slang and shorthand. The Ministry there are, of Silly Walks. Um, yeah, there is. <laughs> You know, even tagging is essentially like there is accepted form sure. in, in communication. It's also kind of a, a real life example of thieves can't, you might say. Oh, totally. Um, so uh, another thing that you'll often see regulated are things like diet, what you can and can't eat, uh, drink, consume. What is against this idea? Um, manipulation or deprivation of sleep. Um Financial exploitation, manipulation, or dependence. Restriction of leisure, entertainment, vacation time. Um, A lot of time spent with group indoctrination and rituals or self-indoctrination, including, well, any sort of information. So on here, it says the Internet. Um, If we're doing something like D&D, they might have a book at home or a series of scrolls or Something like that. There's some kind of practice that they should be doing on their own to self-indoctrinate on a regular basis. Right. So already you probably got quite a lot of little examples. Now, you don't have and I would recommend not going down and making sure that your fictional cult can do every single one of these things, because I I then I think you're getting away a little bit from, hey, we're here to play Dungeons and Dragons or something. Right. You know, give me a few of the ones here that really stick out to you and illustrate some of that. You, This could also be an interesting form of foreshadow, right? So um, maybe, uh, you know, you notice that, oh, that guy that I found out he's in the cult of Tiamat, he actually had this mask at home and it was just, you know, there on the nightstand and I didn't think twice about it. You know, or, you know, this guy had this book in or this list of rules on his wall. And I just thought they were kind of cool ideas. And it realized it was a mantra he read every day. Right. Mm. And it's like, man, it sure sounded like a lot of good things. But now that I understand the context, like, oh, my gosh, this is very sinister. We have to do something. Right. Uh, and that moment of realization could be really cool. Um, OK, so um, getting cult permission for major decisions. Uh, regulating thoughts, feelings, and activities, and having these things reported to superiors, right? Is there, there's probably going to be a hierarchy of some kind. There's going to be tattletales, people. No, you're, you're never truly, um, you, you never truly have privacy, um, depending on, on how strong the, that situation is. And, you know, your organization might not have that as much. Maybe they're a little bit more benign, at least in that way. Your your um, Theranos example really sings right here. At the oh, yeah. I mean, least. they like couldn't go home. All their emails are being read and tracked. Yep. They had to start using like um, secret IPs to communicate with each other. 
crazy. You know, it's it, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, when you think about it, like a lot of companies do similar things where they track your information to see if you're wasting time or back talking sure. them, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, this sort of dictatorial um, behavior you can see. And, and it can come out of a person who, you know, didn't necessarily think, well, I think I want to start a cult, right? Like, I'm going to make something that's going to help everybody. Well, I need to make sure everyone on my team is committed to making that. Man, it's not, not happening the way I want. The vision. <laughs> yeah, they're messing up the vision. I'm not achieving it because they're not being efficient enough. I need right. to do more to make sure... Right. And we can we can watch that descent into madness. And this is what happens with with a lot of people in in positions of power that can become corrupted. Right. Mm. So we can see it through history and fiction alike. I, you know, Walter White, he just wants to do right by his family. Right. Right. Well, he also wants to make some super awesome meth. (laughs) I mean, it's so pretty and blue. Right. But at least that's. (laughs) It's at least the excuse up front. And then, you know, at the end of the series, he's like, no, I did it for me. Yeah. Which which was a great moment, by the way. And if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, we're sorry. But also go watch that show. It's great. Also, Better Call Saul. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So if you're listening to this and you start start to find yourself going, wait a second, my whatever, whatever is doing that. Listen, I'm just some schmo on a podcast, but, you know, if the shoe fits, maybe take another look. At, at right. All the same. <laughs> if, if you so, start getting creeped out by some things. Yeah. That if any of this makes you uncomfortable. You out, you, you um, maybe, yeah. Take and, a look. If, and I would say that if your first inclination is to say, well, that's not me, that's not me. And to bury that and to try to stop thinking about that as quickly as you can, there's a reason for that. Mm. And I and I want you to recognize that behavior if that's what happens. And and that is not that is not like game related advice. That's that we want you guys life. to be safe <laughs> and take care of yourselves. And Absolutely. we don't want bad stuff happening to any of you folks who are listening or any people that maybe that you know. That's having said thing. that. I want you DMs out there that want to just do the most dastardly, wicked, evil things. I am giving you the tools because in many ways, there's really kind of nothing worse than a cult. Um, Strong words. Yeah, it really because it's not it it doesn't have the decency to just kill you. They're very (laughs) insidious. You know, it has it has to make you live actually that's the really terrible thing something that makes you live for itself Mm. it's parasitic um hence the film parasite again Mm. um we've got uh there's a lot of popular uh tv and and books and movies that that go over cults i don't know if you saw midsommar i didn't because i did not scares the heck out of me but I did play a lot of Far Cry Five, which uh, straight up is a, a really good example. Yep. Um, uh, there's Colts and Elden Ring, right? Like there's a- almost every uh, the Dark Brotherhood in the Elder Scrolls series is essentially a cult. Mm. Um, 
but they're usually a lot more lovable than like real life ones. Sure. And they literally murder people. Look at these cuddly assassins. <laughs> most of them just are, well, most of them have like quirky personalities. Like no matter which game we're talking about, they're almost always interesting. Um, okay. Um, let me, th- let me think what else, uh, re- rewards and punishments used to modify behaviors, both positive and negative. Um, mm. discourage individualism, encourage groupthink, impose rigid rules and regulations, punish disobedience. Uh, and I'm going to clean this one up a little bit. Uh, but you could use beating denial, um, branding, tattooing. Mm. Uh, there's more stuff here. I'll leave that up to your imagination, but basically punishments for disobedience. Jeez. Um, threatening harm to uh, family and friends. Um, There's a few things on this list here. I'm just not going to read, but I'll leave it to your imagination. Um, Well, you guys know the, know the book or the author. So yes, you do. Yeah. Stephen Hassan uh, combating cult mind control. Um, So instilling dependence in obedience, like you need us or you're going to be out. Like you need the community. It can be really hard to leave a community because you are tied up in it. It's your friends. It's your family. It's everyone that you know around you. Right. So mm. it's not just one thing to go, well, I changed my beliefs. It's, you know, there's so much more of an implication there. And especially if your, your members and your story are affluent, um, you know, this can, it can be really difficult once you reach somebody to be able to then leverage them for information to progress your quest. Mm. And I just tried desperately there to <laughs> draw this back into games a little bit. Cause I real, I knew this would happen. Like this discussion is going to get a little real. Um, but I, it is good fiction, but also protect yourself. Everybody. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, well, let's what, just, what, what do they say? Uh, like the the something like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world he didn't exist uh-huh. like uh-huh. you know one of the one of the biggest you know ways that you know some some of the really bad stuff out in life uh out there in life can can get at you is if you tell yourself it's not there it's not there it it's not happen real to you or oh yeah you know that's big that's just gonna, you know, I've had I've had this talk with my uh, oldest and, you know, before all my kids go out, I'm going to run them through this. And because mm-hmm. actually college campuses are um, often a breeding ground for this kind of thing. It's the first time you're away from your parents. Mm-hmm. It's the first time you're out on your own. You're looking for a new community to connect yourself to. Um, a lot of them can have really great, awesome information and ideas that are very positive. They're filled with lots of fun, cool people. Mm. Right. And then the next thing, you know, Oh, whoopsie. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the other lists are not quite as long, so I'm going to go fairly quickly here. The I for bite is information control. So we have to control the characters flow of information. Um, obviously deception is a huge part of that. Just being able to outright, lie lie deliberately or provide false information or distorting information you know 
I, maybe I small a, lies over time. I think an interesting example um, from the real world, uh, at, at least from, you know, what I've seen in the news and stuff is typically how I think how they handle things over in North Korea, at least how they have for the past, you know, however many decades or so. So where, like the like just no access to Internet, but they'll like fake right. it. Like you saw the Vice documentary where you did you ever see that? I don't know if I did see that one. But yeah, they yeah, they show like the tour going through North Korea and they all are like sitting at their computer desks and they're looking at Google, but they're not clicking on anything. They're just like actors, basically. Oh, like none of the computers are actually doing anything. Right. So interesting. Yeah. That can be interesting as you go into a town or something and everybody looks busy, but you realize nothing's actually happening and you can't. Dude, that like, sounds creepy. Isn't that creepy? Isn't that yeah, a great way to set like, your stage? You it's, know, it's definitely, you know, uh, in in uh, old Western movies, you know, you, you've got the the town where it's basically just they're just fronts. Yes. If you if you look at it from the side, all of a sudden you see the angled, you know, two by four (laughs) supports and stuff. And there's just nothing behind the behind what you see on the front that and that could be a great tool of, you know, maybe a monster because your cult could be a human being, which I think is the most insidious and nefarious and frankly terrifying. But if you want, you you could make it a Rakshasa or a demon or, you know, a vampire or any number of things um, that could be running that show and faking everyday life to draw people in. Right. Mm. So deceiving people on information, uh, cutting off uh, news sources, discouraging reading books, magazines, burning books, um, mm. you know, censoring media. These uh, it can't be way, you know. What if the school you go into a town and the school of divination magic has been banned, right? That mm. might be that might be a red flag, right? Oh yeah. You, you might be like, wait, what? So they did so necromancy, is that fine? Oh yeah, necromancy is great. We love necromancy. But people who can figure out stuff, <laughs> we're not fans of people that cast out identify pff, right to prison. Nope. Off you go. It's a danger to society. <laughs> he knows what stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah get him you know, out of here that that could be good um so that they could be like just read our publication read our information our uh history whatever information it is that we Happy want to give you fun time this can't that could be, be really bad. interesting for for players that first enter it like maybe a domain of dread or something and the the first history book they're given, they just accept it because they just like, well, we're players and we're getting an exposition, but like half of it's false, right? It's just like fake history. It's false, fake news. Oh, dang, right? that's a great idea. Isn't that, a, you know, <laughs> you can terrific freaking This is idea. how to absolutely gaslight your players. <laughs> oh my God. I know I'm getting people like just terrible information. It, and, but we laugh, but it's really sad because this is all very real, but um, you gotta laugh to keep uh, crying. Exactly, and, and then just think, you know, at some point you get to find all the leaders and you get to beat them in a fight, right? Isn't that going to be great? Oh man, you just sucker punch those manipulative just, bastards. Right we're just going to gonna make sure that you know you really, really hate these guys going into the ending climax. 
And um, nothing, nothing gets you to hate something than being suckered by it first. That I can attest right? to. Right? Anyway, um, one <laughs> thing. Sorry, also- I don't want it to get too real. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, keeping you away from former members, um, making sure that former members are exiled. Oh, like people who left. Yeah. Or they can Mm. be doxxed or discredited, you know, um, maybe there's all these rumors about this horrible guy, you know, that does all these terrible things and you're, he's basically the red herring for you to believe that he's your antagonist that you're trying to find only Mm. to realize that, um, he's just the victim of, of, uh, propaganda. You, you see that a lot in, uh, even in like action movies and stuff where, Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Got, I think like, uh, I think equilibrium, uh, mm-hmm. back in the day with Christian Bale, super cool, like gun, uh, gun foo sort of movie. If, if any of you guys haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, where, it ha- it seems to happen a lot in like dystopian-ish sort of settings where you know you have this kind of society where they where they're very controlled about things and you have these like most wanted figures or you know these sort of big villains and obviously you, the hero runs into them at some point and they're about to throw down and then some crazy you know bit of information comes out or you know, they the hero gets given some something that makes them give everything a second look. And then they realize, oh, this person is actually terrific. And they're like the prime example of how messed up whatever it is, is. Yes. Um, I think also a lot of fiction writers you know, particularly when we're talking about like D and D type fantasy, mm-hmm. we, we often see the guys chanting in the robes, doing the blood sacrifice, you know, real life cults almost never look like this. Right. So it, it's like an easier way to sort of deal with it because the actual reality is like far more insidious. Although these can be real moments that can exist. Uh, right. through, but why, throughout. why would you, why would you, you want to get people involved. So why would you do anything that goes in the direction of general society thinking at least at on at face value that you guys are freaking scary, right? So there, there can be a couple of ways of tackling this because there are, let's call them long-term cults that, mm. um, have a lot of longevity and media influence. And then there are others that flash in the pan. Something really terrible happens. It burns out. It's gone, Mm. you know, like, like a heaven's gate or um, Jim Jones or whatever, Mm. you know, there's, there's a few more examples of that out there. So your, your fictional cult can have one of the other goal where it can be sort of like a Batman's court of owls thing where it's like this Illuminati taking control of the economy and politics and everything else. Mm. Or it can be blood for the blood God. Right? We just, right. want, you know, we're trying to summon Cthulhu. So we just need to kidnap a bunch of people and kill them. Some, right. Like something about these guys just 
doesn't feel right to me. So in the second one's case, you know, you just got to like find out where they're having their meeting. You show up, you kill everyone wearing a hood. Okay, we're done. Right. And then, but in the first one's case, it's a lot more difficult because you just murdered the uh, mayor of the town. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're being arrested. And of course, the judge and the prosecutor are both members. So have fun. Right. So now we have to be a lot more creative in our solution to to dealing with this. Um. And that can be an interesting question for your players. Oh, say, what is truth? What is information? Why is it valuable? At what point do we allow, you know, concepts like justice and mercy, which maybe don't really exist, but we sort of need to buy into them to function as a society? Mm. And how is that different from everybody needs to drink Fresca to be happy? Right. (laughs) So wait, what? (laughs) <laughs> fresca is delicious fresca is good i will say fresca that. is good i this remember my uncle giving me by fresca just kidding uh, we have no sponsors um but if fresca uh, I well if we i'm sure they wouldn't fresca. i now we definitely couldn't no way oh. <laughs> although uh. they must have signed off on the boys right they had to have said yes to that right oh my god what if they didn't and and the show's <laughs> like it's fresca what are they gonna it's do it's fresca p- a public domain is it like robin hood can like anyone talk about it <laughs> um fresca is like robin hood you heard it here um okay do what you want with fresca more stuff cults can do to control information um compartm- compartmentalize information between insider information and outsider information we don't like outsiders outsiders don't understand they create anti-information. Oh, that's bad. Don't listen. Anti-information. So don't read anything that they give because it's bad. Just read our thing. Yep. Um, encourage spying on other members. Extensive use of cult-generated information and propaganda. Um, Mom and unethical. dad always told you nobody likes a tattletale. So yes. if you're encouraged to be a tattletale, you know this is a world-dominating villain. So this last piece of inf- of of information, I want to kind of get into a little bit more because of how good it could be for fiction. Okay, mm. so information about sins used to disrupt and or dissolve identity boundaries. Mm. Um, so getting to share too much personal information about yourself, um, withholding forgiveness or absolution. Uh, you cannot be forgiven unless you do the following thing, right? So the first bad guy you meet could be an otherwise pretty chill dude. You know, it's just Dave from accounting and oh, Dave's a cool guy and he's a good guy. And, he, you know, he 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 likes uh, tailgate parties and, you know, he's got a wife and a couple of kids and he remembers her birthdays. He's a great guy, right? But his cult leader is telling him that he can't be forgiven for that mistake he made unless, you know, he poisons the guy. Right. So totally reasonable. So when you, as the, uh, when your players show up in, you know, beat the crap out of Dave, he might be like, wait, 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 wait. And if you have a group of murder hobos, well, Dave's dead. And there's nothing yep. we can say about that. Right. Or Dave. But if they're not, then they can say, Dave, what's going on with this? And Dave could be like, well, I have to, because 
Otherwise I won't be absolved. And then you're like, well, absolved with what? And he's like, I can't tell you. And I got a parking ticket. And then he jumps out of a window and you're like, oh no, what was that about? And now we have, um, now we have some information to investigate further. And we have a little bit of an inkling. Something isn't right around here. So man, poor Dave, poor Dave. Indeed. Rest in peace. He, sh- he should not have jaywalked that one time. Now he's street pizza. Uh, the third thing it says here is manipulation of memory or possible false memories. So, that, you know, oh. you and I, we actually contain a lot of false memories right now. Right. And because our brains are weird things that don't record information as much as they remember versions of stories and then tell them back to us. And so not only can our own memories be false, we can actually share false memories with other human beings. And this can even happen on a mass scale. Oh, it's like the, uh, it's like the, uh, the Mandela effect, right? Yes. Yeah. So then Google that. If you've never, one thing that. that the cult leaders can do is essentially, well, gaslight you and get Mm. you to, um, confess or to believe something or create a memory in your mind that didn't happen. Um, so but before you keep going, can, can you, can you tell everyone, uh, cause this, I actually didn't really understand the term until, um, I think it was like maybe a year or two ago when somebody really kind of laid it out for me, but, uh-huh. Why do like why do they call it gaslighting and what exactly does it mean? Oh, here I'm going to mess it up. I I I think it's a reference to an old film. Mm. Um but in in I forget exactly how it was implemented. So I've already failed you. Um <laughs> that's, okay. it, that's a that's an easy I mean I can google it right now if you want. And then I can read it. Well, but I mean, I, I think it's, it's I believe it had to do with a with an old black and white film and, and um, mm. the uh, female character and that being um, manipulated um, into believing a false reality is presented okay. by by the male character. Um, but I could be I could be wrong. So, so basically it at least what it gaslighting means is, yeah. yeah, creating a false reality, like telling something. You know, trying to give someone a reality that, you know, isn't real and convincing them that it is. And it it is usually used as like um, almost like a counter argument or something like you typically hear about it in cases where somebody comes to someone else with a grievance or some issue and the person they're accusing or the um or the person who may be defending the accused or whatever yeah, convinces this person that they've misremembered things or that they're crazy or that their feelings are, are misplaced. Let's say you're in your role-playing game. You, you get a former member who's a witness and you're going to, that's your, your ace in the hole. That's your smoking gun. And you're going to use this guy to help you win the big case. Right. Hmm but you lose track of him for a few minutes. And in that time, a member has time with him. And the next thing you know, he's being arrested. Why? Because he just 
confessed to the crime that he didn't actually commit, but he now believes he did. Uh, yeah. Right. There you go. So that is, that is one way of tackling it. By the way, this is not as related. My favorite cult in fiction is from, uh, hot fuzz. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I was thinking about hot fuzz at the beginning of this episode. I was like, should I mention hot fuzz? Oh, I'm so glad you did. The greater good. The greater good. That that film is absolutely about a cult, and it's hilarious and fantastic and definitely worth your time. Okay. Um, number three, thought control. Uh, we require members to internalize the group's doctrine as truth. Um, we instill black and white thinking. We decide between good versus evil. We organize people into us and them. Mm. Okay, so creating that only Sith deal in absolutes doctrine. See, the problem, Jedi, is you were also a cult the whole time. (laughs) And uh, that's why this really, you would say a phrase like only Sith deal in absolutes, right? Like That's an absolute. Just think about that for a couple (laughs) seconds, Obi-Wan. Um so <laughs> that's funnier the more i think about it yeah i mean <laughs> this is why i was really kind of disappointed in the mandalorian or i guess it was technically during boba fett when it's just revealed that luke is just carrying on the same traditions before i thought like his whole thing was going to be that he kind of knew better but whatever okay uh... i guess not i guess we won't do that um I, I still have to wait for darth revan to be like the one person in all of star Wars lore. That's like, Hey, this is all sort of dumb, right? (laughs) So anyway, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Uh, here's another thing we can do. We can change a person's name and identity. Oh, congratulations. You're inducted into the, uh, the cult. Here is your new name. Here's your new persona. Here's your family that we're going to give you. We can control, your uh, marriage life. We can control who you're going to be spending your life and reproducing with. Right. Um, Mm. I realized that that just took a really dark turn, but that is absolutely something you could control. You might be investigating a person in your game only to find that the trail goes cold, but you find information about someone else only to realize, realize later and piece it together that they're one in the same person. That this is the pre the pre-induction and post-induction. Um, oh, like all of a sudden personage that that person you were trying to track down just seems to like drop off the face of the earth or something. Right. But then you realize that this is the same time that, you know, John this Doe other person showed up, gets involved and shows up and mm. you're comparing, you know, you're doing your conspiracy board scene your little conspiracy board montage and your character's like sweating. He's got his like arm, his, his sleeves rolled up, you know? And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. John is Dave. Finkel is Einhorn. Ace <laughs> <laughs> so, Ventura, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And we see that a lot, actually. Um, so, uh, okay. Uh, number three, use, uh, use of loaded languages and cliches, which constrict knowledge, stop critical thinking 
and reduce complexities into platitudinous buzzwords. Platitudinous so here's a fun buzzwords. Yes. So in other words, instead of it's like how everyone argues on the internet, you know, like no, almost nobody has anything original to say. They just say stuff like get good or you mad or, um, uh, you know, they just repeat whatever the last meme was that they saw. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you get things like name calling and labeling, you know, this is why I kind of duck out of a lot of pol- political discussion. Cause I see, sort of culty behavior from a lot of people. There's a lot. Um, It's, it can be a lot of uh, our camp versus their camp. It very much can be also the reason why I don't much care for sports. Mm. Um, Like at least when it comes to like UFC, it's one guy versus one guy. Right. Right. But like when it's a team and by the way, it drives me nuts that everyone in that team is like not from that place. (laughs) so like why do you even care if the oakland raiders win like none of them are from oakland probably like probably like what two of them or something i don't know like who cares they don't know you they don't care about you but you know some people they just get real bent out of shape about it like hey man you want to go like paint yourself up and go drink some beer with your buddies god bless you you know go do that enjoy yourself Right. But as soon as it becomes like a like, a, oh, we actually don't like those people because they're fans of another thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, that guy is from your hometown. <laughs> he, <laughs> you just, know, what a, he just got a job somewhere else. And he's just happy to be working. The enemy. Now he's the enemy. Right. Just. Uh, yeah. Hey, it. And by the way, you know, you can borrow a lot of this information. Like if you go, well, I don't really want to have a cult, but I will have an evil empire. Well, an, an evil empire is just like a cult that made it right. <laughs> like it's just, it's really not that different. Right. So like they can still have their, their, um, their platitudes and their phrases that they say, there you go. History is you written know. by the winners. Um, so 1492 Columbus. Okay. Anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Okay. Encourage only good and proper thoughts. Like, don't think about that. Thinking is a sin. You think about those things you're sinning. That's dangerous. Um, thinking. That's dangerous thinking. Uh, Five hypnotic techniques are used to alter mental states, undermine critical thinking, and even to age regress the member. Age regression. That's something to really think about, right? To infantilize someone to prevent them from engaging into um, adult activities like, let's mm. say, drinking or smoking or watching a movie that's for grownups or mm. using grown up words, right? Okay. Um, teaching thought stopping techniques was shut down reality testing by stopping. Negative thoughts and allowing only positive thoughts, including denial, rationalization, justification, wishful thinking, chanting, meditating, praying, speaking in tongues, singing or humming. Mm. Um, Now, you might be like, hey, I pray. Okay, do you do you shut down your thinking in order to do your prayer or do you Mm. pray in order to sort of think about what you're going to be doing for the day. 
Right. And, and I think that is my out to saying, please don't unsubscribe if you like religion. Um, I am not here to tell you to like religion or not. Um, if you think too many of these things apply to you, consider that, but also don't feel like I'm attacking you. There's plenty of great places to go spend time to enjoy your faith and to leave me alone about it. <laughs> um, hence why I don't talk about Elden Ring as much as I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's whenever I'm feeling doubtful thoughts about whether or not Elden Ring really <laughs> is the path to salvation. I just load up more Elden Ring and I just play some more. They watch some extra life videos. Need the ring. Um, right. <laughs> so that's, so the, again, the key term being there is thought stopping, mm-hmm. you know? So especially like with an aged member of a cult, you might say something to them that challenges. And then they just start saying, Oh, you know, Saint, whatever, whatever, protect me from blah, 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 blah. And they go through the exact same chant every time. And maybe mm. they say it over and over and over again. Again, that is the thought stop. Mm. Right. And that is trained in people because it's not that you're having bad thoughts. It's the, the, the devil is trying to get in. Right. Right. Like, oh, man, you can't let Vecna get you. Right. So say the magic words. So well, Vecna can't get you. But but also don't let Vecna get you. But also don't let Vecna get you. But the thing that you don't know is that this guy is a priest of Baal, right? Uh, so, yeah, he's not leading you to Vecna, but <laughs> but, mm. but it's still the Lord of Murder, you know? So mm. it's, it's not great. Six of one, half dozen of another. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, six of Vecna's, um, that'd be even worse. Uh, rejection number eight, rejection of, uh, rational analysis, critical thinking, constructive criticism. Uh, number nine, forbid critical questions about leader doctrine or policy allowed. You got to make a big deal in your fictional cult that so-and-so is a big hero and that he's perfect and that he can't do anything wrong. And everything he says is great. And he's an inventor of many things. And here's all these great stories about how he saved a kitten, you know, whatever, and nobody um, has ever talked smack about him before because anyone who did got disappeared. Got disappeared, right? So, um, yeah. Um, labeling alternative belief systems as illegitimate, evil, or not useful. Only our faith is real. Everyone else is fake. Mm. Okay. Woo. That is T thought control. Um, we are in the interest of time. I'm going to kind of go fast through emotional control, which is the E in our four letter acronym bite. Okay. Um, but all, nom, nom. already you've got probably some ammo to work with to create your fictional cult <laughs> and to absolutely start gaslighting your players in creating false realities for them to, uh, to believe in. So fun. And, so fun. <laughs> Listen, this is how I cope. Okay. Um, if I can make it fiction and then have my players beat it up, that makes me feel better. There you go. Okay. Um, all right. We're here for you, pal. Seek Thanks, man. all the I, way. Absolutely. All right. So. E- e- us. E- give us emotional give us control. E. 
Um, we can manipulate the narrow uh, and narrow the range of feelings. Some emotions are uh, deemed as evil, wrong, or selfish. Mm. Okay. Um, you can't feel desire for that lady because doing so is a sin. You can't feel that way. Go get cleaned up. Okay. Mm. Um, don't uh, feel angry. Anger is of the devil. Anger is of Cthulhu, whatever it is. Your fear will betray you, Anakin. Right. Like that telling Anakin trip me out about the Jedi. Right. Where, where they're like, don't feel feelings. I'm like, how yeah, fear works? leads to anger and anger leads to hate. So the problem well. is, is that is that Yoda just tells Anakin, by the way, Yoda's like 800 something years old, 900 something years old at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how old he's freaking old. And he's sitting there telling Anakin who's like. 17 anger right to hate mm. it's like just just put away feelings just don't feel them like he doesn't teach him how to like deal with it he's just like don't do it right and this is a this is what you see a lot in these kinds of uh organizations uh fictional and otherwise is just oh we just turned that off that's just a no again in that very black and white thinking could you Not, imagine hey, if if yoda just like if, Talk if, to him like a regular dad. If, if we got like a, <laughs> if we got like an alternate universe, Anakin, listen to me. You must. Uh, emotions are deep, deep, complex issue. Lots of gray. Fear leads to anger, but also probably half a dozen other things. <laughs> like, like, Fear also <laughs> prevents you from jumping off a bridge. So, Fear is very it's totally natural to feel fear. Right? The question is, how do we deal with it? Well, here's some techniques. Anakin's like, what the heck is going on? You know, and eventually Anakin's like, wow, my fear of losing Padme is actually worse than my ability to control the situation. It's like, wow, I really got in my own head about this. And I don't own her, Right. So Thanks, maybe little green dad, <laughs> maybe I'm overly dependent. Why am I so dependent on Padme? Why do I have to control her in order to be happy? Is it, oh, this has to do with the loss of my mother, right? Like, oh my God, is my lover, my mother in my head? I need therapy, right? <laughs> Holy crap. All alternate universe Star Wars is fascinating. Yeah, and so just, is is our Yoda the bad Yoda? Dude, dude, Yoda. The, this is Yoda's problem. Yoda's not a bad guy. Yoda is just in a cult. He's just been there for a long time, and he's so old that, like, yeah, the when you when you're older, like, think about how much you enjoyed, let's say, looking at or thinking about the opposite sex when you were younger versus now it's like, now it's like, ah, they're great. You know, but back then it was like hard not to, right. It was like, like a challenge. Mm. Okay. Challenge. The older you get, the the, typically the easier it is to sort of manage because your natural inclinations have dimmed. Right. Sure. So it's like, yeah, for Yoda, don't again, think he's about like a nine, pink elephant. He's not hundred years old. He's like, yeah, just don't do it. Well, yeah, for <laughs> you, he's like seventeen. He has no idea what he's about. You're just like, I don't know, meditate some more and 
you know, hit some lasers with a sword. You know, yeah, no, that's that's terrible advice, Yoda. <laughs> that's that's oh, awful. Man. It's the worst. Okay, if if instead of like Qui Gon <laughs> picking up Anakin on Tatooine, if it you know had just been Uncle Owen the whole time, he would have been fine. <laughs> I, I'd watch that. <laughs> Well, okay, no, I'm, I'm mixing them up with Luke now. Um, Still, no, it, if if he had just been left on Tatooine, okay, he would have been a slave. That is bad. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Watto's a funny guy. Watto is a funny guy. Okay, and Anakin so, is a okay pod racer. Okay, so let's go ahead and let the let the Jedi rescue him. Uh, but you know, pretty quick, something something happens, and he's now on a ship with Han Solo and he's raised by Chewbacca. That is the best case scenario. You know, Chewbacca, hashtag Chewbacca dad. Okay. <laughs> hashtag. I, I, cause Dave Filoni would say, well, the best case scenario is during the duel of the fates, Qui-Gon defeats Darth Maul, um, or Darth Maul kills Obi-Wan instead of Qui-Gon Qui-Gon, is the much better mentor is able to bring up Anakin, prevent Darth Vader from ever happening. Mm. Right. But because, you know, um, Obi-Wan's not a bad guy, but he's just not a good mentor. Like he has no good information. He's not a good teacher. Mm. Right. He's not even that good with Luke when Luke shows up. Mm. Right. He, he's really a soldier for a war. Qui-Gon's an actual like mentor. Like there's a special technique when it, when it comes to like bringing someone up. Okay, but anyway, I'm 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 I, I've digressed way too much. Uh, let's just say Yoda is the worst mentor in the history of mentors. Oh man, bet you, <laughs> bet you, coming into this episode, you didn't think we were gonna take Yoda down a peg. I sure you know, didn't. You, know, you opened up with him, and I, you know, we got to bring it full circle. There you go. Yoda destroyed the universe. Oh okay? man, because he told. He told Anakin Skywalker to just bury his feelings. And then Anakin went to his friend and brother, Obi-Wan, and said, how do I deal with my feelings? And and, and he said, don't have them. Oh, okay. And then, he, <laughs> and then he went to Padme and said, what do I do? And she goes, well, don't have them. Well, anyway, I guess I'll make out with you. Oh, so that's so literally Anakin never had a friend that ever told him anything useful. In, in like to deal with his emotions his entire life, man, Darth Vader is probably the best outcome that could have arisen from that. <laughs> he really is, because at least he's busy. At least he's like productive, right? Yeah, he's got you know, goals. He's got a lot of power. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's a terrible guy. But I mean, at least he's not like a couch potato or something. Right. So he's a productive member of his world dominating so empire. Considering. All things considered, he did pretty good. Good job. You know, you, you made know, the because best all, of a bad think situation. About it. Think about it. The first, who is the first person that validated his feelings? Mm. Who is the first person who validated Anakin Skywalker's feelings? Oh, it was Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. It was Palpatine. And it wasn't because Palpatine loved him. It's because he could use him. Right. Yeah. And he was able to draw Anakin Skywalker Frankly, from one cult into a different one. Okay. But he was able to do it. Something, something, something. 
dark side. <laughs> something, something, something complete. Thank you. <laughs> Gotta take it back, man. Yeah, to take it back to to Blue Harvest. Um, so the so you know Palpatine's just like a, a fantastic cult leader. By the way, he is fully instilled into the government. He's influential. He's wealthy. He's well respected. He comes off as humble and uh, stately, right? Relatively and- likable. He's relatively likable. He's always concerned about the commonwealth and the welfare of others. Or he seems to be. Or he seems to be anyway. Right. And then, oh, I guess I will take on supreme emergency powers. If I have to. If I have to. Oh, boy. (laughs) You fool. I'm sure you'll get those right back. No. And when you think about it, the the entire um, light side uh, way of thinking about the force, right? The light side of the force is the denial of the self in order to allow the force to essentially drive the car. Mm. Okay. That's why they can like block lasers is because they kind of stop thinking and chant instead. Right. And so the dark side works almost entirely opposite. Right. The more intense your feelings are, the more you can access dark side of the force. Okay, Mm. so the more you can get your opponent upset or afraid or whatever, that's all good because you can draw on all of that and use it as mana, essentially. So is there an example in Star Wars lore of somebody on the light side who who finds a way to use positive emotions to channel the force? Is that a thing? Um. I will have to leave that to the listeners to answer. I don't know about any Jedi that like uses the power of love to do something. I guess you could say Ray kind of does it oh, uh, man, when she does her. He, give us a secret ingredient, healing. Jedi. Right. Uh, she kind of uh, does it yeah. like because honestly, the best thing that Ray has going for her is that Luke doesn't tell her anything. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so she literally just My goes, I really like this guy. Please heal him. And then she does. Right. Now, wow. this is not me saying I like the sequel trilogy because I don't. But I will say, unfortunately, Ray is the most like emotionally healthy <laughs> member that the, of either the light or dark side ever. <laughs> because she th- she thought happy thoughts and healed wounds. And I mean, Palpatine must have known that, right? He must have been able to say, well, actually, Anakin, if you put your hand on Padme when she's sick and then you think about how much you love her, uh, she'll feel better. Good. And he could have. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he goes, well, I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> there are nope. certain secrets the Jedi wouldn't tell you. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. I told that in reverse order. But anyway, <laughs> um, Palpatine's great. What a great character. Um, doing Palpatine voices a lot. Doing Palpatine things. So Luke goes, well, I'm not going to teach you anything, Ray. And so Ray succeeds. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! 
Uh-huh. Oh man. Okay. Like all what like the extent of his training is like hitting her with a stick and making her meditate a little bit. Like that's all he does. That's kind of what Pi May does, isn't it? Dude, Pi May is an excellent teacher. Okay. <laughs> just beat the crap out of you. Okay, but we're but no lie. Off. No lie. The best mentor ever is Ted Lasso. Oh, that's it's Ted yes. Lasso. Yes, it is. He's the greatest. That's He's not literally even. the greatest. Sorry, listeners. We there's no discussion <laughs> to be had there. It just that's just a fact of the universe. Go it's watch Ted fact. Lasso. Uh, it's wonderful. And Uncle Iro, amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan, don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. Gandalf, what does he even really do? Okay. Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get back to cults. Speaking of Jedi. Um, so uh, we talked about blocking feelings of homeless, uh, not homelessness, homesickness, <laughs> anger, and doubt. Sorry, I'm reading this and I'm getting old and the font's a little small. Okay. So, uh, Point four, emotional control. Uh, sub point three, make the person feel that the problems are always their own fault, never the leader or the group's mm. fault. If only you had listened to us more, it would have been fine. Um, number four, promote feelings of guilt or unworthiness, such as your identity. You're not living up to your potential. Your family is deficient. Your past is suspect. Your affiliations are unwise. Your thoughts, feelings, actions are irrelevant or selfish. Social guilt or historical guilt. All of these things are great ways for me to manipulate you and get you to do the things that I want. What is historical guilt? So like guilt about your past or about your family's past Mm -hmm. or whatever sins you didn't commit. Something something about where you came from in some in some way. Yeah, your dad was a horse thief. So therefore you are a horse thief. And you, his, uh, you are of his tainted blood. You have right? traitor's blood. Right, exactly. Yeah. That, again, is just another way to emotionally manipulate someone. Um, number five, instill fear, such as a fear of the following, thinking independently, the outside world, enemies, losing one's salvation, leaving or being shunned by the group, the disapproval of others. Ugh. So we can make them afraid. Oh, you're going to lose so much by turning away from us. Just come home where you're loved and we care about you so much. Number six. I got nothing, dude. <laughs> like that's like I'm hearing that. It's like, yep, that's messed up. Yep, That is messed up. We're almost done. Number six, extremes of emotional highs and lows, love bombing and praise one moment and then declaring you are a horrible sinner. So basically putting people on an emotional roller coaster, which frankly is kind of something that Pi May sort of does, except for Pi May's never nice. So that actually is better. Yeah, it's actually better. He's just awful all the time. Yeah, at least it's (laughs) stable. And to be fair, she does kind of get superpowers out of the deal. So yeah. a lot is forgiven when you become the greatest warrior on earth. Yeah. Um, also, okay. she was she was a bit of a a bit of a brat there at the beginning. 
Yes, she had a lot to to learn and to train for. And, and by the way, we all really like her because of the suffering that she goes through, but that's a topic for another time. Mm. Number seven, ritualistic and sometimes public confession of sins. Mm. Shame. Cling, cling, shame. Shame, cling, cling. shame. Man, isn't that crazy that the owner of the football team in Ted Lasso is the shame lady from Game of Thrones? Holy crap. Did really? you not realize that until now? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, check it out, man. Yeah, That's she's her? the shame. She's the shame nun. Oh, my God. Talk oh. about your acting range. You know, okay? good for her. She's gone. What's her places. name? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to look her up right now on IMDb. Man, if Ted Lasso, I thought there were no more ways that Ted Lasso could make the world a better place. She's come a long way. Oh, man. She's uh, absolutely amazing. OK, so Hannah Waddingham is Rebecca um, Dalton. That yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Holy crap. Mind blown. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Game of Thrones 2015 to 2016. That's when we had oh. shame. Okay. But that was a perfect example because that was absolutely a cult they were dealing with. Uh, what were they called again? You're the Game of Thrones. The, uh, Who, I think it was the. There were the. Sp- Think the, the, sparrows, the sparrows, but then the cult, but the church was called was the what? church of the seven. I, I believe uh, it. God, it's been a long time. I need to, I need to refresh myself on that too. Uh, right, yeah. I, I've kind of fallen off the wagon since, um, since I've resigned myself to the idea that, uh, I, I will probably retire before the winds of winter comes out. Um, yeah. So, oh, Andrew, you and I will never retire. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, number eight. This is the last point, but has a couple of sub points. Uh, uh, phobia indoctrination, including irrational fears about leaving the group or questioning the leader's authority. Mm. Subpoint A, no happiness or fulfillment possible outside of the group. Ours is the only true path to happiness. B, terrible consequences if you leave like hell, demon possession, incurable diseases, accidents, suicide, insanity, 10,000 reincarnations, etc. Is accidents in air quotes? Um, no, <laughs> but it should be, right? Oh, um, man. Nice new life you shame. got there. It'd be a real shame if something happened yeah. to it. Um, I said, shame. yeah, sometimes you wake up with a horse's head in your bed. Oh, not man. so good. And who wants that? Mm? Uh, C, shunning of those who leave fear of being rejected by friends and family. D, never a legitimate reason to leave. Those who leave are weak, undisciplined, unspiritual, worldly, brainwashed by family or seduced by money, sex and rock and roll. Mm. Uh, and then finally, threats of harm to X member and family. So that is the bite model that should give you plenty of ammunition to use. To create your own fictional cult, hopefully fictional and not real life cult, 
And if you find that you are um, creating a cult ha- haphazardly at your workplace, please stop it. Please stop the doing these things to people. Um, if you find that you are doing this to others in any capacity, please stop. If you find that this is happening to you, please seek help. There is assistance. There is a phone number attached here uh, with the Freedom of Mind Resource Center. Again, just Google um, freedomofmind.com and you'll find it. So um, there is hope out there. There is help. You can get it. I know that's not typically what we talk about here on the show, but since we are sort of going into something with some uh, real world consequences, mm. um, I think it's worth mentioning. Oh, absolutely. Um, at, at the end of the day, we here at Inspiration Point are all about all of us having fun and being safe and enjoying our hobby and enjoying the things in life that we love. And it is antithetical to that to, 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 well, I, I don't even want to control others. I would say encourage it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want any of you or any of the people, you know, or anything like that to, to be, in any kind of danger or distress apart from just, you know, the, the normal stuff that comes with life. But uh, we don't want anyone to be coming to harm. And if, if you realize that you are in that kind of position, or if, uh, if your situation seems a bit more dangerous than you might've realized or whatever, you know, there is help out there. There, there are people who care and, um, you know, or feel free to reach out to me and I will direct you further. Absolutely. Um, because I understand. There you go. So, um, with all that being said, guys, um, make these some great bad guys and oh, then yeah. enjoy watching your players absolutely turn them inside out. <laughs> and they will. And they, they will, will, especially now that they're level 19. Good Lord. Oh my God. Okay. I was, I, I was waiting the whole session. I was like, this big old snake is going to smack us around real good. But once it's dead, here comes 20 baby. And you were like yeah. 19. I was like, oh, I can't, uh, I can't, I, I can't complain. Because it's 19. And, that's still freaking rad. It's Unfortunately, really I cannot allow the culmination of a two-year campaign to end on Big Snake. Um, mm. It's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be worse than that. That fight was legit, though. Like, Good. I'm glad. It was, I'm glad. It was a three-phase boss fight. Very difficult. But uh, especially as the evening waned on, I let them do more and more BS to it which they seem to appreciate, uh, including filling up its uh, air um, ways with cows. <laughs> Spoiler, very effective. <laughs> very. Also, inside of a multi-headed hydra, summon blade barrier and basically turn turn it into, into a nonstop garbage disposal. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's terrific. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Here's a bunch of glass to swallow. Enjoy. Oh, so um, much fun. Everybody <laughs> in that fight did so well. It was Let's great. wrap up this episode, okay? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Do Take us to, away, Andrew. We do need to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We know that uh, this episode has run long and it has uh, at times been pretty heavy. And uh, even if you haven't felt it was heavy, it's probably made you think differently about Star Wars. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a fair. That's least. that's a thing. Um, I know it has me. Oh, Yoda, you really dropped the ball. Um, <laughs> so. If you enjoyed your time with us, if we made you think, or if you just like the sonorous tones that we pump into your ear holes, head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and join the inspiration point family at whatever level you like. Give them a read and you will see the different benefits that are there to be had. So the only cult that you want to be a part of is ours <laughs> oh no <laughs> i will say this if we're a cult we are really terrible at we're mind control. so bad so bad uh, <laughs> so so bad which we suck which is good that should make you feel safe yes <laughs> that is a feature See, we are bad at mind control we are Nor do we be trying it all that's right all you need to know is that we've got the secret ingredient but so do you because it's free and it's in all of us that's a good point keep yourself safe hey what kind of point is it an inspiration point? Ah, yeah it is so good night everybody <laughs> until next time y'all stay inspired Bye. And stay free. Stay free. <laughs>